Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me I have Father Anthony Craig. How are you doing today, Father Anthony? Great. Good morning, Dan. I'm doing well, brother. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, first week in the in the chair, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been uh, a full life already. I love it. I, I really love it. I love being here. It's a great couple of parishes, and people have been great. I love my staff. I I'm just very grateful. I love it. Yeah. Well, we're we're happy to have you and. Yeah, looking forward to working with you more. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, I mean, we're in the midst of Lent. A Holy Week is almost upon us. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's it's coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, people used to talk about Christmas is coming. So what are you going to do? But Easter is coming. Mm-hmm. So like all of our minds and hearts are kind of starting to move in that direction in a, in a, in a bigger way. And yeah, I feel that in myself, you know, I just all the preparations that we're already doing, the planning it's, it's coming and it's going to be here before we know it. So it also is a like, all right, keep my practices of Lent, you know, Mm -hmm. still Lent for now for another week. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've, I've seen that in my own life a little bit. I'm like, Oh, well it's not, you know, like either just getting a little like soft on the on when it comes to the practices or just being like, oh well technically or you know, just trying to like do some of that stuff. Or it's like, no, just 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 stay the course. You know? We're almost there. We're almost there. Stay the course, stay yeah. on target. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Good. Well yeah, so today we're gonna be talking more about Holy Week. We're gonna talk about the schedule what's going on um talk about some of our memories and uh like just some of the cool stories that have to do with holy week uh but before we get on to that father would you open us in a prayer absolutely in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen our lord and our god we know that you are here that you see us and that you hear us we adore you with profound reverence We ask pardon for our sins and ask you to make our lives fruitful in your service. Mary, our Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, our Universal Patron, our Guardian Angels, intercede for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father. You bet. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we're going to be talking about Holy Week, but with things coming up in our parishes, Holy Week is a, is coming as we said. Um, but other than that, what do we have going on? We have, uh, we, so there's the, the, the mission trip fundraiser, the fish dinner, which is happening tomorrow. So if you're listening to this today, which is Thursday, then, uh, then you can, you know, come and get fish tomorrow. Yeah. Get but, fish, support the youth. But if you're listening to it on Monday, then I'm sorry. That's the way it is. You know, <laughs> Uh, which, um, which father, what, what, if you had a choice, would you prefer, um, a Lenten thing, soup supper or fish dinner? I'm not trying to, you know, cause strife, (laughs) but, um, just what's your preference? You know, the fish dinner is a pretty cool thing. Mm -hmm. I like the fish dinner. Yeah. You know, also just related to the apostles, 
you know mm-hmm. they were fishermen yeah they 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 weren't uh you know soupmen soupmen right yeah yeah oh <laughs> yeah i which i, mean, I still like I definitely soup. i definitely agree with you like i mean i like fish more but there's also an aspect where it's like i feel like when it comes to soup suppers though that that's more like with the theme of lent sometimes because like there's some like there's some fish tuners where it's like oh this this doesn't seem very lenty to me mm-hmm. if that if true that makes sense yeah if it's like too delectable yeah then it's like well but but that also but also lent shouldn't equal bad no so it is penitential but it's not yeah it shouldn't like drain us of all joy yeah you know because it is a joyful season even the prayers say that so I, I I love soup myself as well, especially like during the end of the winter time. There's still it's still the season mm-hmm. for soups, and I love yeah. certain soups. I mean, I just love it. So, yeah. and it's yeah, I I think you know most parishes do it well. I I do. I think there's and it's great just to see everyone be with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I do. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, fish dinner. Uh. Support the mission trip for our our kids, our youth. Support the mission trip. Which are you are you going on that mission trip? Yeah, brother. Nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. At Chicago. We go to Chicago. Okay. Yeah, to the you know, the great mission field of Chi Town. Oh man. The Windy City. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh well yeah, I mean other than other than that and Holy Week, I mean that's that's kinda that's kinda what's going on right now is Holy Week. So yeah. I mean we can just jump into jump into that. Yeah, I mean, kicking it off too with with Palm Sunday, um, we have our normal liturgy times for for Palm Sunday at both parishes, normal weekend schedule. But it's different now because we go through the Passion narrative, you know, together at the Gospel time, and it's the Gospel according to Luke this year. Luke gives us certain phrases that um, we only get from Luke, like. Into your hands I commend my spirit, Father. You know, that's just in Luke. It's kind of an interesting part. Um, and it's a great way to kick it off to really set the mind on this holiest of weeks of the year that that kind of when we leave, you know, and depart the church, we know that it's a different week. This is different. We have a different tenor of life, walking in the footsteps of our Lord with him. And that's that's what we're going to be about this week, you know, to, to really make it holy, you know, to set it aside, to exist for the purposes of growing in sanctity, growing in virtue, and in the bottom line, growing more in love with Jesus. And that's what all of us want, you know, hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. as a primary desire. Um, then, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, there's certain readings that I think it would be great for people to just jump into those daily readings and really watch our Lord, listen to him and watch what he's doing. Because he knows what he's doing, <laughs> you know, in those passages. He's already setting things up. He's even, like, prefiguring the New Testament priesthood, you know, in things that he's doing. That's just a little hint and foreshadowing for people when they look at those readings. Um, and where he is, you know, where he is in, say, the temple area, things he's saying all of it's like pointing towards this new covenant that he's going to bring about Uh, i love it i love it and then the holy thursday you know i don't know if i'm going too fast no no you're good that caffeine is working 
Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, but Holy Thursday, uh, we'll have mass at St. Lawrence at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll offer, we'll have, um, that's the night where the institution of the Eucharist occurs. That's what we commemorate. You know, that's what we remember. And the New Testament priesthood, this, this ministerial priesthood, the one true priest is Jesus, and other priests are his ministers that speak and act in his name, which is an awesome responsibility and identity that um, you know I'm I'm honored to share and and uh, unworthy of like so many beautiful sublime divine gifts, but I love it. You know, it's it's wonderful. It's it's kind of a celebratory character because of that. You know, there's mm-hmm. a celebration on on Holy Thursday. There's a a jubilant character to that day and that night. Typically, we have a chrism mass um, in our diocese on Monday, so we will have a chrism mass. I invite people to it because it's actually a very powerful mass. It's where we bless the holy oils to be used in the sacraments throughout the year. The bishop, you know, consecrates the sacred chrism, you know, and blesses the other oils for the anointing of the sick and the oil of catechumens. Um, that's going to be at the cathedral on Monday, um, around five thirty, I believe. And that's where the priests also renew their promises, their priestly promises, and their commitment to Jesus and to his church and to his people. Um, that's a powerful thing, just hearing all these priests, you know, renewing that commitment that they made years prior, you know, maybe just one yeah. year prior. But it's mm-hmm. powerful for me as a priest even just to be amidst my brothers. That's where I actually tear up a little bit usually. I usually kind of... You know, squirt some a little bit from my eyes. You know, I'm like, oh, this is so good. You know, I remember Jesus, what he did for me. Uh, what a gift, you know. And then uh, in we do it on Monday because all the priests can make it. Monday's the day away for most priests. So it's we can all get there. We can all be there because that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. When you get closer to Holy Thursday and you're on th- Holy Thursday, we all have parish masses and everything. So we haven't typically done it on, on Holy Thursday morning. But that's usually what it's it's been in the past, and there is one with the Holy Father. He will probably do it on Holy Thursday in the morning. People can catch that mass, um, you know, on EWTN. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be that'll be there. That's powerful too, because the Holy Father's message on that day is very, very much to be paid attention to in general, um, since he's speaking usually to the priests in some fashion, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for mm-hmm. us, we we will have in our parish Saint Lawrence at. At seven o'clock, the uh, Mass of the Lord's Supper um, that night, um, which we commemorate the Last Supper with Jesus and His apostles, and it's you know memory is a big part of Holy Week. You know, mm-hmm. it's memory, remembering Jesus first of all, but then memory, you know, of the gifts that He gives us on these days, the gift of salvation in general, right? But that day, Holy Thursday, it'll be the New Testament priesthood, you know, we can think of many priests that have brought us the Eucharist, that have given us absolution, that have inspired our faith, you know, and to thank God for them and pray for them on that night when we kneel there listening to the Eucharistic prayer, um, to pray for them if they're living or if they're dead, um, to say, you know, bless them in eternity with mercy and grace, you know, and your love, Lord. Um, that's never a wasted prayer for us priests. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's such a high responsibility and authority that uh, we will be called uh, to the carpet for. We will. We will. Um, 
and we'll be banking on our Lord's mercy like everyone else. You know, we really will. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I look forward to it. And at the end of that liturgy of Holy Thursday, we'll have a little procession um, with the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah, yeah. All the way around the church to really encompass the nave of the church since we're on this, you know, pilgrimage through life. Um, and it's marked by the Eucharist, the manna from heaven. It gives us strength to make it through what feels like a desert sometimes, just like the Israelites, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we need him. We need him close. That miraculous uh, Eucharist. Um, and then we end with placing it, we'll bring it into, at St. Lawrence, the family chapel, where the altar of repose will be set up. This year, actually, we're using my dad's, my dad made me an altar. And so we're going to use that as the altar where we can place the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. That'll be super cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, why why do we use the, uh, like, altar of repose? Especially, like, like on, thurs- on Thursday. And I know, I know, like, part of it is that, well, Jesus dies on Friday, right? So, uh, so, like, Good Friday is more of, like, a solemn kind of experience. And it's just like, oh, Jesus is, Jesus is dead, and so he's not there um but like why don't we do that on friday i don't know that's just, it's just like oh the thought. altar yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 is it is it just like it's like oh this is just the it's just easier to do it this way or <laughs> right right <laughs> which we, we, which is, this is, way. is like uh, not not against anything i don't know I, I've, I've i've just i've never really thought that until like this year i was just like oh like i mean li- liturgically why don't we do it on friday or do we just do it to get ready for friday i don't know yeah, so the altar of repose you're talking. Yeah, Why do yeah. We, yeah. So altar of repose, for, it symbolizes too, um, and the symbolism is so important because it gives us cues to what's really happening in our Lord's life this week. So we process from the sanctuary uh, out into the main body of the church and into the area where the altar of repose is to symbolize Jesus departing from the area where he celebrated the Last Supper, the first Mass, um, with his apostles, and he goes out. If you remember the upper room where he celebrated that, which may have been owned by the family of St. Mark. It's really fascinating, that whole um, you know, speculation of, of theology about that. Um, but he goes from there in the city of Jerusalem um, out into the Kidron Valley and into the Garden of Olives, where he goes there to have his agony in the garden, right? So the altar of repose is really that that happening liturgically. Mm. So we go out of the sanctuary, the place where it symbolizes the new Jerusalem, the eternal, you know, resting place, heaven, you know, but but say the city of Jerusalem, and not through a valley, not through the Kidron Valley, but through the nave of the church, and then into the altar of repose where he is to set himself up probably on a rocky surface, but for us, it'll be an altar stone, you know, um, where he sits there and he goes into his agony um, and begins the passion there, really. So that beginning of the passion happens that night. Um, And there is the union of both, you know, uh, the Last Supper and the crucifixion scene, even by his words, right? He doesn't finish the fourth cup, on the mm-hmm. night of the Last Supper, he finishes it uh, on the cross, 
you know, that cup of suffering. Uh, so that's that's the so when we go into the altar repose area to pray, just a little bit, I, I really encourage everyone to do that. You can wait a little bit for people to cycle through, but to go there and spend a little time with him there in the garden, so to speak, but in the altar of repose where he's sitting there and as he suffers to be with him, to be near him like those those apostles had been, even though they were sleepy headed, we can join with them a little bit too. Maybe you and I are a sleepy headed Peter, you know. Maybe the wine from the dinner was like, ooh, you know, maybe I, it's made me sleepy a little bit. You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's usually just the happenings of the day. Yeah. But to, to con- contemplate these things, because they make a huge difference in our life if we do this, if we do this well, we'll, we'll grow in love and appreciation for what has happened for us. Um, but to spend some time with him there in the garden. I remember when I visited the Holy Land in 2000, I think it was 2009, um, the, the Garden of Gethsemane, we, we were staying in the city of Jerusalem. The Garden of Gethsemane was closed, but I remember Father, Father Lally, he was our spiritual director and leader of the trip. We were all seminarians, and we went out there and, and, and jumped the, the wall. And we went in there. We went in the garden at night, and we weren't supposed to, supposed to be there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, spend some time in a quiet, dark garden to, to pray um, to Jesus about that night especially. So that, that was intimate for me. Yeah. I, I'll never forget that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it was even sort of foggy that night, too, that I went out there. I could imagine on the night um, before his death that that's what it felt like too. Dark, there was kind of a haze, just like in the Passion of the Christ a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, there's that fog everywhere. Yeah. Or things aren't clear. There's there's a dark night here, you know. And Pope Benedict talks about how Jesus goes out into the dark. He goes out into the night, you know, in harm's way. Yeah. From the safety of the city of Jerusalem and in the Last Supper room, the upper room. He goes out, and just like he goes out for us, you know, on our behalf. So that's a long-winded explanation, I think. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's really cool, though. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that's um, that's helpful. I think for me, but also hopefully for other people, just to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Then we can like enter into that. Yeah, with like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my dad, he would take me as a small boy into the the chapel. We had something very similar. It was typically the crying room, which, well, it's kind of fitting that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that we could go there to be with Jesus who, you know, sweat drops of blood, you know, in that space where we can cry with him for, you know, wh- how good he is to us in all of this. Um, but I remember my dad praying there just in fervor. Um, and I was a kid, I was still, I think the first time I really remember it, I was six or seven maybe. Well, no, five or six actually, five or six I think. It was that young, it was before my first communion and everything. And I just watched him pray, and it was powerful for me as a mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. It's like, man, if this guy who <coughs> uses chainsaws and uh, has huge forearms, and if he thinks there's a God above that he's praying to right now, and I know that's what he's doing, maybe I should pay attention, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it did help me. I, even though I, after that I still had my struggles with paying attention at Mass, but, you know, it helped me. Just like witness. the witness. Of my dad yeah. especially, yeah. But my mom too, she was very devout too. She was, she had a huge part in my faith. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, so so going into Friday, Good Friday, as it were. Um, so we're having uh, two services, which the Good Friday is is a service, not yeah, a mass, not a mass, right? Um, but there's gonna be yeah, there's two, one at three p.m. at St. Lawrence and one at seven p.m. at Holy Family. And uh, yeah, yeah, do, do, do you want to talk a little bit about what um, what constitutes a service rather than a mass? Yeah, and and why why we don't have a mass that day? Right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting part of it. It is Good Friday service. It is not Good Friday mass. You know, it is it is a service. So the mass is a sacrifice, a holy sacrifice of the altar, and this is the day when we celebrate what completes what would become the mass, you know? So it's more waiting for that sacrifice to happen. Now, we still receive Holy Communion, thank God, but it's not a mass because the sacrifice is, is not offered on the altar. We remember the, the first sacrifice on the altar of the cross, you know? So it's different in that way where we remember the very first time that the mass was sort of not quite complete yet too, you know, in some ways, because until he dies and even rises, because even in the mass, there's allusions to, um, to the resurrection actually, you know, so we wait for that. We wait for that so that the next time the sacrifice is offered, there's like, it's kind of a quiet moment where we remember, all right, the, the mass and the fruits of the mass are still happening. Um, and then when they are completed, then we celebrate them, you know? So it's sort of a pause moment in the church's liturgical life. Even though I will hear confessions after the 7 p.m. at Holy Family, I will hear confessions after that. Um, you can still hear confessions on, under, you know, uh, serious reasons to, to help people, you know, still receive that mercy so that they can, you know, receive the Mass and receive the Eucharist in a, in a pure heart state. But that's it. I mean, that's really the, the crux of it, is that, you know, we, we pause in order to celebrate again the Mass on the Easter Vigil and Easter Day, you know? So, yeah, it's where it's happening, where it's still happening. It's still underway, you know? Not quite completed yet, you know, mm -hmm. for, for us to receive the fruits. Now, we still um, have the Liturgy of the Word um, and then the veneration of the cross, where we really venerate, you know, what's happening. You know, it's kind of a gerund, you know, that we're, we're uh, you know, being a part of there. And it is us serving Jesus there in many ways. Service. We're, we're serving him by our devotion and being with him there on the cross. Um, we still receive communion, so there is that. But the sacrifice is still being offered. It's still being offered. And that's what we're commemorating on that day. Yeah. Um, I hope that helps a little bit. You know, they, mm -hmm. I could get into some technical stuff, sure, but I think yeah. that's a good way to to just say this. That that's the sense of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. And, and yeah, the, the, there there are a lot of different like parts of the Good Friday service that um, that I think once we truly like take to heart, it just changes. Um, like you can notice that it's not a mass. Yeah. You you can notice the difference and it's like the one day of the year that uh 
it's almost like because like serve when we think of service we think of like uh like a non-denominational or like a protestant like service and and i think that, that was always something where it's like no like we celebrate mass we don't do a service like that i was always just like a like growing up that would be that's the distinction right right but then we go we come friday and the tabernacle is empty and so we don't genuflect and it feels weird because we're it's ingrained to us kneel you know but then and some people you know still do because that's just what they're used to or or, or they don't know or whatever but so it's one of these where it's like no you actually aren't supposed to kneel because he's not there right and that's the difference you know and so i think i think even just like that for me is powerful because it's like oh like this time is different for a reason and yeah i, I just think it's it's it, it's it's interesting and then even just like around like people feel like it's almost like people feel uncomfortable because it's different and they're not used to it so oh yeah 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 there is some discomfort in it because you're like i'm used to it you know hopefully people have you know at least a sense of like I want him. I, I want him back. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. there's an urge in us that wants him near. So the discomfort, we almost, you know, enter into the discomfort he felt, you know, in mm-hmm. in our bodies even by not genuflecting, by not having things as they as they always are, you know, to to just kind of go, well, his sacrifice is being offered and the fruits of it will come. But today mm-hmm. I concentrate on the day those things um, were happening. Yeah. Yeah, it is different. It's different for a priest, too. You know, mm-hmm. we, we do all these things. We're, like, wanting him there because that's our instinct and our our readiness to have him there in the tabernacle. But he's not. He's not. He's, he's being offered before us, you know. And we genuflect as we leave Good Friday service to the cross, to the cross on which hung the Savior of the world, our Savior, our personal Savior as well. You know, and to show our love and reverence for the instrument of our salvation. There was a cool reflection from a Dominican priest about if Jesus had died today in, say, an electric chair or something like that, we would have little electric chair, you know, models and figurines that we would have everywhere, you know, Mm because it was the instrument of our salvation. But that's not the case for us, you know, like it was a cross, you know. Yeah. But it's an interesting reflection. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's we would have that everywhere. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love Good Friday too for for the reason of drawing near to Jesus in His passion. You know, if we neglected it to some degree on Fridays prior to this, this is the one Friday where we get the opportunity to really concentrate. Yeah, yeah. and we always get the passion according to John too. That's that's something always on Good Friday. It's always John. The one who was there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Um, so going into the uh, Easter Vigil. So this is uh, 8.30 p.m. at Holy Family. Um, and uh, yeah, this is the, the, the long one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Easter Vigil is always like... Uh, yeah, there's just something special about it. There's oh, nothing else like it. Nothing else like it. Uh, and like, 
like that was something as a family growing up we always went to the to the easter vigil um as i mean as long as i can remember maybe when we were like really young we went to you know easter sunday or something or if we were like at a family member's house or something but like it was always the easter vigil and uh like me and my sister would serve and it was, it was always something too where it's like oh we would want to serve because it like went by faster <laughs> <laughs> yes because you're like a part of it um and uh yeah, yeah, it's just like it's just a it's just a, such a cool uh a cool liturgy. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like it. It's it's true. And we bring people into the church who mm-hmm. have we bring in new family members that night, you know? I welcome them into our our family through a nice big liturgy, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's powerful though when you hear their statement of intention to enter the Catholic faith, you know? Yeah. And and we've got five, I think, this year. Five here yeah. at these parishes. It's just awesome to to have that. That's a good crew, you know, and they're great people, and it's it's wonderful. I'm so happy about it. Um, and then uh, yeah, we have, you know, the Easter fire. But yeah, we begin it at eight thirty this time. So nice and even time in the evening, you know. And Holy Saturday always has that quiet, quiet time, that somber time. Where Jesus goes into the realm of the dead, and then we anticipate the resurrection. We anticipate it, we long for it, and we sit with Mary, you know, in our prayer as she awaits to the return of her son. And uh, yeah, the Easter vigil then is the beginning of Easter. You know, it really is is the the vigil mass for Easter, and afterwards there's just jubilance. There's joy. There's there should be resurrection parties. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you know that that's something that that's worth there. I remember as a kid too serving it, you know. I remember you know we had Father George Zeck, he was a great priest, you know, just I was always the one with the holy smokes, you know, with the mm-hmm. incense. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So it was really beautiful. Um timing. We have yeah, the liturgy of the word, you know, nice long readings where we just soak in sacred scripture all that anticipates the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the anointed one. Now I'm feeling almost this desire for that completion, you know, in the liturgy where we're like, all right, it's not just simply like, let's get on with it. Let's keep going. You know, it's more like, no, we want him to come. We want, we're waiting for him, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and to be at peace with the progression that might, you know, just be sort of, um, lingering almost as we go into the different things. Although, you know, I, I pray with a certain speed that also anticipates the coming. Um, we want to, we want to be about his work in the liturgy and to, to really bring, welcome him in well. So everything's done hopefully with a good practice and a good, you know, I've got servers coming. We're going to practice everything so that we can get the motions down and everything. Um, yeah, it's it's a great night. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beauty. You know? What's the um I don't want to say like the coolest Easter vigil you've been to. Like that's probably a, I don't know if that's a good way to phrase it. But like like I like I, I assume over in Rome there was some like really awesome like Easter vigils that you Oh yeah. Partook of. Yeah. You know, mm, the one at seminary strikes me though. When we did it in seminary, we did everything so 
uh, straight into the book and with beauty. We had a Benedictine who was in charge of liturgy, so he, he knew his stuff, and we just put in the symbolism very well. And all the, all the seminarians took it very seriously, you know, just mm-hmm. really let's be about this with precision, timing, be careful, not scrupulous about our motions and what we're supposed to do next, but to be careful, to just do it with care, you know, and to do it uh, mm-hmm. to honor our Lord, the one we're about in the whole thing. You know, that that stood out to me. Of course, there's another time on a Good Friday that I, I served as a deacon to the Holy Father for Good Friday services, okay. Benedict the Sixteenth. That I'll never forget, you know. That's awesome. I was deacon of the Eucharist. I brought the Eucharist out for the distribution of Holy Communion. Just walking by all the people in St. Peter's Basilica and having them drop to their knees as I walked by with the Blessed Sacrament. I'll never forget that. Just... Men and women from all over the world just kneeling, kneeling before the Savior as he came out in the Eucharist, you know, and then placing him on the altar for the Pope, you know, and then yeah. <laughs> I genuflect to the Blessed Sacrament, and so does he as he approaches it. And it, we, so we genuflected together, you know, and it was just like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. I'll never forget that. That's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah. So there, that ho- Holy Week's in Rome. Just if I don't know if people ever get an opportunity or have the inkling and have the availability, boy, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It really is. They do them there so well. A lot of our liturgical practices and processions and all of that originate in Rome. You know, we're the Roman rite of the Catholic faith. And so a lot of our traditions come from there, the liturgies that were begun there in that eternal city. And Italians love processions. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like we want to display our love, you know, because they're Latin lovers. You know, they love showing how they love someone, you know, and then Jesus is worth all the the dressings for him because love would want that love. Let's give our best, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what we want. And even the Holy Thursday, we, we have Holy Thursday, right, where we celebrate the Eucharist and then. Corpus Christi, you know, in June, it's almost like when so- when something is good, we want seconds. You know, if the ice cream is really good, we want seconds. We want a little bit more or mm-hmm. just a full bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. None of these little tiny things, you know. I want another one. And and that's this week is really good. This is why we do it every year, too, to commemorate these different things. and. Even the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross is also another representation of Good Friday in some ways. The the victory of the cross, the victory of the cross the, on on which Jesus, you know, was victorious over sin and death. Um, but yeah, and then we come to that Holy Saturday where we start that mystery rolls once again forward, and we we get to celebrate the Lord's victory over the grave. You know. That we have hope for eternal life. We we participate in it, in it even by these mysteries that we celebrate. Um, yeah, I love it. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then Easter Sunday. Then you know, just good old boring Easter Sunday. Yeah, you know? just just that day. You know, <laughs> that old day. I remember that. And uh, yeah, yeah. For Easter Sunday, we just. I mean, it's just the normal Sunday mass times. Yeah. You know, so 9 a.m. Holy Family, 11 a.m. St. Lawrence. Uh, except it's uh, the Easter Sunday Mass, which, which I mean, for the most part, it's just a normal Mass. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's, you know, it's. I mean, I mean, it's really the only mass out of the the triduum, which I guess Easter Sunday is not technically the triduum, right? Right, right, because right. it's, it's Easter. Um, but but like all the other, like all of the liturgies within the, the triduum are kind of have something extra. Yeah. Um, but Easter Sunday is just just a normal Sunday mass. It really is special readings, special mm-hmm. you know Eucharistic prayer. Eucharistic prayer will be the Roman canon, you know, the Eucharistic prayer one, which is beautiful. You have an opportunity to pray for your the living, people who are living that you want to pray for, and then your deceased relatives too. A beautiful day to, to remember them, to offer them our the prayers of our hearts, to lend them a hand, um, yeah. you know, from our hearts. Yeah, it's yeah, Easter Sunday is big. Time to be with your family. Just uh, praise Jesus Christ now and forever. In your toasts, you know, I just think he should be toasted, you know, for the victory that Christ has won today, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the Sunday of all Sundays because all the rest of the Sundays throughout the year represent uh, what happened that day on Easter Sunday. Yeah, 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 that's great. Living in joy, a sobered joy because of how it was won too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then I mean, so starts the the octave of Easter, right? So we have a whole nother week where we get to celebrate the the same to, to the same gravity as Easter Sunday. Yeah, right. We get to you know pray those prayers that we couldn't pray for a while. Even the we get to sing the um, let's just call it the Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> we get to sing that again. Um, but with an A, just with an A, no yeah. H. Um, yeah, which is it literally means praise to the Lord. Hallelujah, yeah. it's praise to the Lord. And uh, boy, there's just a joy in singing it again, you know? Yeah. I have to look this up, but some of Benedictine communities bury the Alleluia at the beginning of Lent. They bury it. They, they take a big thing that they made out of wood. You know, it says Alleluia, and then they bury it to be brought out on Easter Sunday again. They oh, wow. unbury it. You know, take it out of the grave. Yeah. It's kind of a oh, cool wow. little tradition. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I gotta look up more about that, but it's it's cool. I, I have a friend that's a Benedictine in Norcia, Italy. That's his community mm. does that. Okay. It's really cool. Yeah. Well yeah, and it, it it's cool like seeing just like yeah, all all over the the world different um different little like um traditions and like rituals and stuff that that people have uh brought up and that that have that just kind of like speak to like what we do over this week and um i mean we talked about going through some like memories and stuff i mean we've already gotten like 40 minutes so we can uh we don't have to spend a ton of time on this we're gonna wrap it but, up um, yeah <laughs> but which i know i've talked about this on other like podcasts other years but like like my family we've always done uh, like the the seder meal on holy thursday um with family and friends um actually just friends family friends not family and friends uh <laughs> uh but um but yeah you know we all get together and uh, we read through this like script that kind of like talks about uh the seder meal talks about like the last supper you know and um 
and how and the Passover and just how it all like kind of connects. And that was something for me that when I was a kid, it was really, it was cool. Like I liked it. Um, I was able to enter into it. But then the more that I learned about the actual like meaning of everything and then uh, is when it really came together. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. You know, like when I was like, grow, like it was to a certain extent, it was just like, oh, this is like a good thing that we do, you know, as a family and with these family friends. Uh, but then the more like deeper that I went in my faith was I like, I understood what it meant. Yeah. Um, on a spiritual level, which is really cool. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's always been something that, uh, that I was like a good memory and I was something like, oh yeah, that's like, you know, and in my adult life, haven't been able to like go back to do that very often. Um, so that, yeah, that's always something too. I was like, ah, you know, I, I, I know I'm missing that. Like I know what I'm missing, you know? Yeah. But, um, but then at the same time, it's get to start with your yeah. own family someday and be yeah. like, let's do this as yeah. a family, you know? Cause you had that growing up and it was good for you and we had that too you know we would go with another deacon's family my, my dad's a permanent deacon we would go with another deacon's family and we would do the seder meal as well that was always good and and I, something similar that you were saying i was able to enter into it and thought it was cool bitter herbs and all the symbolism mm -hmm. you know uh that's so good though you know because then you see the jewish roots of the eucharist you know yeah yeah you really do in that little liturgy. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah, and, and even like, I mean, you mentioned the the like the fourth cup, which you know maybe this is something like post Easter we could even like talk about more and get into because I think that's uh, really really cool once people kind of dive into that. Oh um, yeah. But but even <laughs> I remember like learning about that, and then uh, and then that next year. You know, we were doing the like Seder meal, and I was just like, "Wait!" And I was, I was like, telling all people, I was like, "Do you, like, do you, like explaining like, oh, the fourth, the fourth cup. You know, we're we're drink, we 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 drink all these cups, and then there's a, this fourth one, which is the final one, and then you know, it was just like going through it all, and uh, yeah, I think some people are like, oh, he's he's weird, but yeah, he's really um, getting into it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but like when it clicked, I was like, oh wow, this is, you know, it's not just it's not like it was meant to happen this way. Yeah. Um, he knew what he was doing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So intentional. It is powerful once you see that connection and we'll get into that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've totally, yeah. it gives a new appreciation of the mass and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before we close up, do you have any other any memories that you want to you know, share from childhood um, or even one last one adulthood? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think just for the childhood, my dad was a permanent deacon, so we had a unique involvement in the Holy Week liturgies, yeah. which was not average for a lot of my classmates that were Catholic too. But I, I wish it had been for them, you know. So I would encourage people to to bring your kids. Um, even if it can be difficult, I know it's hard to uh, get the kids together for shoot anything sometimes, depending on how many mm -hmm. you have, you know. Especially three straight days of oh, and stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. A lot. Doesn't mean it's not worth it. But yeah, for the sake of your kids, for them to experience it. Um, maybe if they're too little, maybe you can make your, you know, prudent. You got to be prudent still. But I would encourage you to do the whole experience. You know, Holy Thursday, Good Friday. Um, if you can make the vigil great, um, 
but uh, Easter Sunday, obviously. But to have that full progression of the Holy Week liturgies, the, the Easter Triduum, the three days of, of real beautiful celebrations, solemnities, this is the only time of the year we do this. And it's worth it. It just is worth it for, for now and for years to come. You know, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of graces within the liturgy that are personal, that we re- receive from our Lord. Moments with him that only come there, and we might miss it, but he's passing by. Let's let's not waste the opportunity, you know, if we can. Yeah, that, that'd be my encouragement because I had that as a kid. I thank God I did. I thank God uh, that my parents brought me along as much as a pain I might have been here and there. When I was serving, it's true, like you said, mass went faster. So encourage your kids to serve, you know, because yeah. it does. It it sort of things go faster when you're involved like that. Um, but at the same time, it's. It, it's joyful when it's over. You're like, that was wonderful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for sharing. Thank you, Mr. Um, Rhoda. And, uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We hope, uh, yeah, I hope this was good. <laughs> we hope you're able to, to kind of gain something from this. And yeah, as we enter into Holy week, yeah. Hope you just really are able to, to enter into it and have a good, uh, prayerful Easter Triduum. So, um, so yeah, God bless. And I, yeah, I don't think we're going to do a podcast next week because we'll be, uh, in, in the, the Triduum, but then yeah, the week, uh, once we're in the Easter season, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys again. So, yep. Jump right back in. Praise God.